0: All right. Okay, um, we are so blessed. Um, we made it through a uh, year 2022, and we are in 2023. And it's a, uh, it's a, uh, in a blink of an eye, we just passed 2022 just like that. A lot of things we go through, a lot of things that we went through, but here we are in 2023. I think it's a great year to be, right. even though the world. See and believe that 2023 will be a tough year, but we may have something different uh, from the world. Amen? How many of you believe that God is in control? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, this year, the theme for the church will be based on Isaiah 40, right? So, Isaiah 40 begins with a proclamation of hope and reconciliation with God, to reconcile with God. It's about the, the people of Israel to reconcile with God. And God want to restore them. God want to renew them. God want to lift them up again. All right? Now, let me just show you Isaiah chapter 40. It begins with this. All right? Uh, you can just read it in front of the screen. And say, Comfort, or comfort my people. Say, your God. Speak softly and tenderly to Jerusalem. But also make it very clear that she has served her sentence. Israel has served her sentence and her sin is taken care of, meaning forgiven. She refers to Israel, has been punished enough and more than enough and now it's over and done with. This is what the Lord says. Israel has already paid the price for their sins. The question is why Israel was punished to begin with, because of their sin, because of their adultery, because of their rebellion against God. So the first time they were captured in Egypt, slaves in Egypt, but now they have, have to be sent to exile. The enemies defeated Israel and were sent to exile in Babylon. Why is it because of their sin? Because they rebel against God, because they serve. And worship idol. But God's faithfulness did not allow him, his character did not allow him to leave and abandon his people forever in the exile. And so, Isaiah 40 begins with a proclamation that there will be comfort for the people, there will be restoration, there will be hope, there will be renewal and restoration for the people of God. That's The story of Isaiah 40, verse 1 and 2. So here is my title for today. That says, there is always what? Hope. I want you to just uh, uh, say it loudly by faith, with confidence, with, with that kind of enthusiasm as we go into 2023. Okay, that there is always hope. Okay, two, three, go. There is always hope. One more time, louder and clear. Two, three, go. There is always hope. Where there seems to be no hope, there is always hope for the people of God. Church, we are not sent into exile just like the Israelites in Babylon. But let me just give you a connection. But perhaps we might be sent into exile into our own homes in the context of COVID-19 for the past two and a half years or so. And how long more do we need to suffer in the wilderness, even though COVID-19 in Singapore is just things in the past, but we we suffer the consequences of things right now. How long more do we need to suffer in this wilderness of COVID-19, but It is said, God is faithful. He will never leave or abandon his people forever. There is always hope in the Lord. Because this year we believe that there will be a restoration. There will be a renewal for the people of God, for you and for me. This year. That's what I believe. And I don't know about you. Maybe you are going into the wilderness right now or maybe you are in the wilderness right now, you are having a tough season, or maybe you are coming out of the wilderness. But whatever the situation is, okay, the God of hope, the God of hope, I'm here to tell you that God is a God of hope. There is always hope in the Lord, in Jesus. We may give up hope, but the God of hope does not give up on you and on me. Amen? I mean, this is what we need to believe. And I want to really just break it down. What is hope to begin with? Hope, it is something that is set before us. Things that not yet happened, but it's something set before us. That is hope. Hope, it is the future objective of reality that we look forward. What are you looking forward to, church? That is hope. Hope, it is all the blessing promised to us by God, and God has said it to be true in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you are entitled for all the promises of God. We may have hope. All right. Now, what's the difference between those who have faith and those who do not have faith? Those who do not have faith have hope on things, on something. But for us, we have hope not on things but on someone. Everybody says, Amen. On someone. On Jesus. Amen. It's something set before us. So I want to read to you Isaiah chapter 40 to 31. This is what it says. Alright. The next one. Isaiah 40 verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I purposely make it bigger. okay? Okay? But those who hope in the Lord, notice the word hope in the Lord. This is the key word. Okay? We don't place our hope on something. Okay? We may have riches, we may have things. We may have confidence because we have that things, but our hope not on riches, on things that can just vanish away. Our hope is in the Lord, someone who loves and cares for us, someone who wisdom whose wisdom and understanding far beyond ours, someone who has the power to do what it pleases for you and for me, for your future and for our lives. On someone, on Jesus. That's why we have hope. There is always hope. Now, when we place our hope in the Lord, only then we will renew what? Our strength. We will renew our strength when we place our hope not on things, not on riches, not on partner not on our business, but on the Lord, in the Lord. Now, church, do not that the love of God is conditional. How many of you believe that the love of God is unconditional? But the promises of God, let me repeat it to you, the promises of God are conditional promises are conditional promises. Meaning we must meet a prior condition first before God will fulfill His promises in our life. The condition, the prior condition needs to be met first, only then the promise of God will take place. The same thing here. Let me give you an example before going into this. Let me give you an example of a verse in the Bible that oftentimes we skip, we we, we left out the important condition of that, first, for the promises of God to take place. Let me just say, uh, let's say, James 4, 7, let's say something like this. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How many of you are aware of this first? Okay, the first is submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But oftentimes as Christian, we skip the first, the word, submit to God. And we straight away jump into Resist the devil because you are the son of God or whatever, whatever, whatever. And you resist the devil, he will flee from you. The thing is, you can go ahead resisting the devil without submitting to God. And, but that only happens with your own strength and your own power. And you may, you, may, you may find a little success resisting the devil and make him flee. Because the condition is we need to submit to God first. Then, the order is important, then resist the devil, then he will flee from you. In the same way, the same thing with Isaiah 40, verse 31. You can go ahead, do your things without hoping in the Lord. You can go ahead, do your thing, do your hustle, weekday, all the way, week in, week out. It's up to you, without placing our hope in the Lord but that only means you are going on with your life with your own strength and your own power okay because there's a condition we need to place our hope in the lord then there will be strength coming in and it will be different when you have the strength that comes from the lord the promise is we will not only walk we will run not only run we will fly like Eagles, Amen Church, and no matter how great the challenges and difficulties will be in 2023, okay God will provide strength, will provide inner strength to do just that, to do what is needed. That is what I believe. So this afternoon church, I really want to help some of you to, to do justice, finding hope where there seems to be no hope because there is always hope amen because there is always hope the first one how to find hope when there seem to be no hope the very first thing that i want to share with you simple okay to see the invisible everybody says see the invisible. see the invisible okay finding hope when there is seem to be no hope always start with our vision, our ability to see beyond what is visible. Because sometimes what we see does not mean what it seems, if you know what I mean. We cannot, we cannot rely on our physical eyes most of the time. When something is hitting you, okay, and you feel so bad, you fail so bad, but what you see, it might not be what it seems it might not be that bad. Okay. Sometimes we have to use not only our physical eyes, we have to use our spiritual eyes. There's a first essay, uh, a quote that says, if you cannot see your future, we will go back to our past or stay where you are. We cannot go into the future, you just go along with your time but your your being is in your past. Stick with your failures. Stuck with the things that you, 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 you left behind in the past. If you cannot see your future. That's why Proverbs chapter 29, that says, Proverbs 29, where there is no vision, the people perish. The very first thing that we need to really see as we go into the new year, what do you see? What vision do you see for your life this year? You know, church, one of the superpower or super ability of an eagle is his eyesight. Is his vision. That's why the very first thing, the first point, you gotta see the invisible. Okay, Eagle has 20-5, 25 vision, meaning they can see five times sharper than a perfect eyesight person. As, as a human, when you say 20-20 fission, meaning you really can have a perfect eyesight. Tiger would, because he compete in, what do you call that? Golf. <laughs> yeah. Hear the sound? He needs to go sick and to have and obtain the twenty twenty vision. Perfect eyesight. So he can see where the hole is and do to wherever it is. Twenty twenty but eagle has 20 twenty five. Meaning he has five times sharper. He can see very far. He can see their prey as the size of a rabbit five kilometers away from where he is. The ability, the super ability of an eagle is his vision. Also, an eagle can see with their eyes closed. Wow, that's the second thing. Can see far. Number two, can see with their eyes closed. Okay, because eagle has two eyelids. Number one, the normal eyelid and the clear eyelid. The clear eyelid is just for protection, to cover his eyes. But Without affecting its vision to see. So if let's say there is wind, there is some dust coming in, he just closed with a clear eyelid. The eagle, the eagle, can still see, not affecting his vision. Church, isn't that what faith is? Faith is not to see with our eyes open. It's to see with our eyes closed. See the invisible. To see with our eyes closed. Seeing the invisible, what God has promised to us. What do you see? Can you see with your eyes closed? What do you see? The invisible that God has promised to you. It's not manifested yet in your life, but you see it. That God's blessing is for you and for me. Eagle's vision. The last one. Eagles has the ability to change the shape of its lens. Why? In order for them to see the changing distance between near and far. It can change the lens shape. If you want to see it near, very close. And you want to change suddenly, uh, there's a changing distance, very far. The lens of the eyes change its shape. All right? That's the ability of the ego. But for you and me, can we change the glasses, the shape of our lens, our eyes lens? Can we? No, we don't. We need to change our glasses, right? We need to change our contact lens, correct? And you know someone who, if let's say they hold their phone like this, and then suddenly they need to do this? You know what I mean? Some people, is it your dad or your mom, and or you need to do this? Meaning, it's time for them to do what? Change their glasses. Change their contact lens. My point is, we cannot see far into the future. We have to change our glasses. We need to see the invisible through the lens of God's lens. Amen? What is that? Let me just break it down. To see the invisible is to see through the lens of God's Word. By faith. By faith. It's to change our lens to God's lens. Just like an eagle. You want to see close? You want to see near? You want to see far? Just change the lens of its shape. For us, we might not be able to see far into our future. But the answer for us today is to change the lens to God's lens. How? To see the word of God as we see the future through the word of God. Amen, church? Through the word of God. And it is so easy to be overwhelmed by seeing all the troubles, by seeing all the fears in the world today. What's the fear and the troubles of the world today? We see COVID nineteen, we see inflation, we see job cuts, we see all this. That affects our ability to see, that's affect our faith, that's that casts doubts into our hearts. Alright? But we are not removing the facts. Okay? But as a believer, we need to be able to see through the word of God. Amen. So the question is. Can we see through the Word of God, the invisible things that God has provided for you and me? Because this is what Jeremiah said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm harm you, plans to what? Give you hope and a future. Hope is always something related to future. If you are not, not sure about your future, at least find your hope first. When you find hope, there is, there is this comfort. Just like the people of Israel, they cannot see their future. They've been in exile for so long. The very first thing is God comes to them and gives them comfort. How to give them comfort? Give them hope. I'll be here for you. If, you do not, if you're not sure into your future, find hope first. How? Through the Word of God. Amen? See infeasible. Amen church, you get this. Alright, let's move on. The second one that I want to share with you before that, hope is not based on what you feel but it's based on what God has revealed through His Word. Change the lens of your eyes. What do you see today? Is that what you feel about 2023? But it's not about what you feel, it's about what God has revealed through His Word. Amen. The second one. The first one is to see the invisible. The second one is to believe the incredible. Let me show you the word. Okay? Believing is as important as seeing. Okay? Romans chapter 15, verse thirty. May the God of hope. To begin with, it's about giving you the hope. So he 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 regarded himself as a God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you, come on, say it out, church, believe in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, people are asking for joy and peace, correct? But to enter into, but to enter for the peace and joy to enter into their heart without believing or trusting God. That is impossible. Again, there is a condition to this promise. What's the condition? First, you have to trust and believe. We as Christians, oftentimes we pray. Can you ask Pastor Stephen to pray for me? There is a joy and peace to come into my heart. Yes, he can pray. But first, for us, we need to believe and trust God then there is peace and joy coming into your heart. You can ask every pastor to pray over you every single day, but if you don't believe that it's happening for your life, peace and joy will not enter your heart. Amen. It's a simple logic. It is a conditional promises. But when we believe in Him, you may overflow with hope. And God will fill you with peace and joy, but the condition is believe and trust God. The world see and believe. The year 2023 again will be a tough for the economy because there's an inflation, job cuts, the war, unending COVID inflation, a COVID situation, etc. It's like what they call it: it's the wilderness of the wilderness. It's like what happened to Israel in Isaiah. And it might be true. We don't take away the reality. We don't take away the facts. But our belief as a Christian should be different than the reality that show up. We are not hallucinating. Is that the word? We are not hallucinating. But we have another belief. We have belief in the Lord. I believe that God is doing a new thing. That God, if, if God is allowing us to go into the wilderness, and I believe God allows it for COVID-19 to happen, I believe, this is my personal belief, I don't know about you, I believe God is in control. And if God is in control, I believe what happens next, it will be better than the former things in the past because God allows it. And I believe God is in control. The question is, what do you believe? Do you believe that God has the better things in store for you and for your future? That is what I believe. Do you know what stopped us from seeing and believing what God is doing? Oftentimes, oftentimes, we are expecting God's deliverance and God's miracle, God's answer in the form that He has done before. In the form that God has used use before. Just like the Israelites. The Israel were expecting God to demolish every wall of the cities ahead of them in the same way God demolished the wall of jericho and they were expecting god to deliver them in the same way he sent moses and part the red sea as he moses part the red sea and let them escape from the egyptian in the same form but no god worked his miracle differently differently every single time every single time is different he didn't demolish the city of Ida in the same way he demolished Jericho, correct? He didn't send Moses to part the Red Sea, to part Jordan River in the same way he part the Red Sea. There's always a different form of deliverance. There's always different miracle that God performed. There's always different way of blessing that is coming to you. But sometimes we oftentimes we are chained to the experience in the past on how God delivered us. That's why we cannot see the hands of God. So the greatest barrier for us to see the hand of God is we get too fixated the way we see on the form of deliverance, on the form of deliverance and miracles that God used in the past. Is that true? Oh God, in 2020, this is how you bless me. And I'm expecting you to bless me the same again. And God can do it again. There, even there is a song. God will do it again. Yes, God will do it again. But the form of miracle, the form of answers is different. So we fix our eyes not on the who. So we fix our eyes on the who brings the deliverance. That is on Jesus. And not on the how. How? He brings the deliverance to you. You got this, church? Now, let's go back to Isaiah. Are you following, church? Alright. Now, Isaiah says, this time, remember, I will deliver you. I will give comfort. This time, God was not going to make a deliverance in the same way. God is going to make a deliverance but he's not going to make through waters. Okay, to make a way through the waters. He was not going to send Moses to part of the Red Sea. This is like a two kind of um, bondage. One is in Egypt, the first one; the second one is in Babylon. So the Israelites was expecting the same way. But God is not going to deliver them the same way through the waters, like the Red Sea. No. This is what Isaiah chapter 43 says. I want you to see this. This is incredible. And say it again. See, God, I am doing a new thing. It's always a new way. Okay? Now it springs up. Do you not see it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. In the wasteland. Church, wilderness is not a situation where they are about to die, no. Wilderness is not something they are surrounded by their enemies, no. Wilderness is a place, it's a situation where they lost a sense of purpose, vision, and belief. They are circling in a situation that they don't know what to do with their lives. How long they need to continue to live this way, that's wilderness to them. Now, let me ask you a question. What did a person need in the wilderness? Water. The other one, compass. (laughs) Compass, yeah. So at that time, it's not even existed. I don't know. But what did they need in the wilderness? They need water. Correct? When they come out from Egypt, when they see water, what do they see? they see it as a problem. It is a barrier to their freedom. But in the wilderness, they see water not as their problem, but as their provision. When they come out from Egypt, they see water as barrier. Alright? But now in the wilderness, when they see water, they see it not as a barrier, they see it as Blessing. Come on, church. God is making a new way. God is saying, the very thing that threatened to kill you is now what God brought to you to bless you. If God lost COVID-19, if God allowed the things that threatened to kill you, okay, God can use and bring that to you to bless you we are not expecting god to work the same way again and again in the past. No, we are not depending on the miracle, we are depending on the who brings the miracle. Amen. I don't know what you do, what do you see in this new season, in this new territory, in this new year. But god might not deliver you in the same way as he used to. God might not bless you in the same way He used to bless you in the past years. But this is, we should be confident. Okay, This is what we need to believe. If God is with us, just like the song, just like Isaiah chapter 43, we need to be able to see. Do you not see that God is making a new thing? God is making a new way in the wilderness. It springs up from where you are, from where you are. God is making a way for you and me. That's what we need to believe. Not only see, but believe. Not in the form of deliverance, not in the form of miracle, not in the form of blessing. Our blessing could be from here, here from the top, or it comes up from where you are. We believe on the one who brings a miracle. Amen? You get this? The very first one finding hope in the new territory in the new year. The first one see the invisible through the words of God. Number two, believe the incredible. God has incredible things for you. Okay, Not only believe just fixated by the things that God used to do for you. But believe God has the incredible things for you. Just be ready. The third one, very practical, very practical. The third one, achieve the impossible. Everybody say achieve. Achieve the impossible. Church, God will not reveal the entire truth about your future. God will not reveal the entire things about your future. He will not. Not because God cannot, but because He will not. Okay. If you don't move towards it, God will not reveal part by part. We need to move towards our future. Meaning, we need to work something for your future. We need to work on it. Amen? Our faith will not work if we don't do something about our visions and our belief. Is what you see and what you believe. But if you don't do something about what you see and what you believe, faith will not work. Will not work. Let me just say to you, our faith will not work if we don't do something about our visions and our beliefs. There are things that God will do. There are things that God will not do for you. Let me repeat it again. It's meat. There are things God will do for you. There are things God will not do for you. Why do you think God will do for you if He gives you the strength for you to do it by yourself? He will not do it for you. Taking exam, doing business, doing marketing, doing all this, working the best, work out on this, on that. God will not do that for you. God gives you the strength, renew your strength. God will not do it for you. He will do his part, but he will not do it. the things that you can do by yourself. So, church, we might not be certain or confident at times, but this is what we need to do. We need to have a kind of faith that proceeds anyway. Do it anyway. The world says it's the Nike way. How many of you Nike way? the logo, the, uh, the slogan, just do it. Sometimes we have to have that kind of faith that we don't need to accumulate that kind of 100% confidence and then you will do it, no. We just have to do it anyway. Even though you don't gather all that confidence, all the, the, the what do you call, the certainty, we just have to do it anyway. Do we have that kind of faith that you are not certain, you are not 100% sure, but you just do it anyway. Maybe it doesn't work the first time, but the same faith that 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 move you to take the first step, okay, though it doesn't work the first time, that the same faith that makes you move the first time should give you the confidence again to do it again the second time. Do we have that kind of faith? Even the second time not only fail, it just doesn't work but the same faith that moves you from there to there and to here, the same way, the same faith that should give you the confidence to keep moving and doing something again and again. Isn't it that's what happened in the past? God gives you the analogy that they have to march seven times. How do they know? How do people know it has to be seven times? I know seven is a completion. I know seven is the perfect number. But how do they know they need to finish it at the seventh time? The form, we don't rely on the form. We need to rely on God. How many times you need to do it until you get the miracle? Amen. We need to have that kind of faith that moves us and gives us the confidence to do it again. Even if it doesn't work, this is what we need to believe. A faith that do reasoning just like Abraham's faith, that reason like this. Even... If this doesn't work this time around, at least I'm not sitting still in fear. At least I'm getting closer to what God is calling me. At least I am at least doing something about it. We should have that kind of faith. A faith that makes us move on a little opportunity. A faith that makes us move on a little chance. A faith that makes us move on a thought, a little thought of maybe, may, maybe it will work this time. What is that little thought that maybe it will work this time and you do it again? Second time, it's not only you see it, you believe it, but you have enough faith to do it. Though not knowing the ending. And the outcome and the conclusion, but trust God in the process, just do it anyway. Because God cannot direct us if we don't move or take any possible. Let me give you an illustration. How many of you drive a car here? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, drive a car. Okay, but how many of you know how to drive a car, but you'd be just because you don't have a car? In Singapore, but you can drive a car. Put up your hand. Okay, even more. Okay, wow, Jared know how to drive. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so Jared know how to drive. You should. Okay, so I, I think you learn in in Indonesia, yeah. All right. Anyway, so if you if you if you have a car, and you take the steering wheel, and you you know the direction where you want to go. All right. You turn the steering wheel. It's heavy though. And there's a power steering and sliders nowadays. So it's okay. So no matter how or which direction you turn the steering wheel to, if you don't drive the car, if you don't put your feet into the accelerator, and you don't move your car, that car, no matter which direction of the steering wheel, that car will not move. No matter how God directs you to do to the left or to the right, which girl or which. Which which Jessica or Jesse or or, or, yeah that name Jasmine If you don't make a move God cannot direct you. You need to make a move, you need to make action. We need in order to achieve the impossible you need to do something about it. With your about your vision and about your belief. Very simple truth today is to see the invisible, just like an eagle. Sometimes, the clearer our vision is when we have our eyes closed. Is to The second one is to believe the incredible, to believe the incredible. The third one is to achieve and just do it anyway. If you ever done it before and you now stop doing it, Maybe it's now, 2023, it's time for you to resume. The same confidence that gives you the boost to make you a move and making a first step. That this year will be the year where you do it again. Do it again. This is what God will say. Many times we are waiting and waiting on God, but this is what He says. I will, if you will. Do you know that it is actually, it's a 50-50 deal between you and God? It's a 50-50. It is a good sermon title, I think. It's a 50-50. What do I mean? It's a 50-50 collaboration between you and God. If you will, God will. It's a 50-50. It's a 50-50 portion of both your faith and your works. That's what James explained about faith and works. It's a 50-50. You have the vision, you have the belief. But it is a 50-50. Do you have that faith? that move you on a maybe it will work, is a 50-50. But you still do it. Because when you do it, you know God will do it. His part. Amen, church? So the takeaway message that I want you to bring home today. Church, will you see, will you believe, and will you do it? Will you see the invisible. You cannot see far into the future, but we don't need to. We see through the word of God. Okay, whatever you believe might be different, should be different with the world's belief. The third one, take it away. Take take it with you as a takeaway message. Will you do it again? Will you do it again? Let's stand on our feet. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord. I ask the keyboardist if there is for every seed of the word that have been scattered through the sermons. Will help us finding hope in a place that seems maybe no hope. I pray that we can see the invisible promises through your word, God. And to trust you and to believe in you, whatever situation we are in. So that God, you may fill us with comfort. We may fill us with the joy, with that peace. To some of us who are waiting for God to move today, you find the answers today. God will move if you move. God will do his part if you do yours. I don't know what is your part, but you know it. You know it very well. The very thing that you know well how to do. You just do that. And I pray for clarity. I pray for boldness. I pray for courage. As you do it, as you believe it, as you keep seeing it, the invisible that God promised to you. And you trust God in that process. Father, we thank you. Some of you who, who need God's prayer, just lift up both of your hands and we dedicate our, our lives for this year. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, you see God's people who respond to your word. God, we need you. We need to place our hope not on things, not on something, but on you. In you. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We place our hope. We don't depend on riches, on our jobs, on our businesses. But we depend on you. We rely on you. We place our hope in you. Father, give them the clarity, give them the confidence, give them the boldness to do it again. 2023 will be tough here, but we, we are just a different breed, just like the eagle. We want to see far, and we will see far through the word of God. Bless your people. Bless your people. Give them confidence. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give them the courage to do it again. Even if it is just a little, maybe it will work. God, give them the courage, the boldness, and the strength. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift up all our hands and receive the blessing. Lord bless you and keep you. He will make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face and give you peace. He will give you the joy and the peace as you trust and as you believe in Him. As you trust and you believe, you say Amen. Father, May the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon each and every one of you. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people that believe says, Amen. Amen. God bless you.